right now? We are. I want to play harmonica. I know you do. That's why I gave you the heads up. No, we were recording. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks for joining us, folks. This is Jaded. I'm Jody. This is my good friend, Nick. All right. Today it, is... 727 Mountain Time. On what day, Nick? Today is um, actually the um, 16th of January, 2020. It's our first 2020 podcast. Yes, it is. And we're going to have Nick play us in on... Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll just oh. play a little... I'll play a little bit of music, okay? Faces. We're on podcasts, so they can't see your face. No, the harp. Yeah. Was giving me some um, flat notes. What does that mean? It just was not working right. Oh, so it wasn't the player; it was the instrument. It was, yeah. Okay, so are we gonna retry that. I don't know. Here's an A. That was better. Oh, okay. You said There's something better. wrong with this D harp. I have to get a new one. Is there not a cleaning thing or upkeep? Well, I could run water, hot water under it, you oh. know? Over it? Maybe clean out, you know, whatever might be in it. Like, you know. So they don't like of, remanufacture no, things? No, things. Harps, harps, a lot of times you get spit in them and they, you know, and <laughs> right. it, it affects the, the, you know, the little things in there. And, so you've been slobbery lately. And, and, <laughs> That's no. my personal assessment. I'm not a professional. No, you certainly are not. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, uh, and and you have to, like, you know, tap them out. You have to clean them. You have to, you know, do whatever. The reeds get, if they get spit on them, and they stick they're going to they're gonna sound flat. Oh, okay. All right? And when you blow on it, because there's this dried spit on there so it may be gross but 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 it, it does make okay. them sound flat yeah. yeah that makes sense i'm sure a brand new harp sounds amazing yeah yeah so, so uh today we decided to bring up a topic that came up recently in life um the topic of when someone you love passes do you still celebrate their birthday? And uh, this came up because recently Nick's first wife, Yolanda, uh, who passed last year, last January. January 17th, which is tomorrow. And her birthday happened to be a few January days 15th. Before her passing. So last night, his daughter's 
and grandson and not sure whom else, but we're holding a birthday party for her. And I came over to Nick's after work and <laughs> Nick was in a mood, shall we say, but he says, yeah, so my, my daughters are having a birthday party for Yolanda. A birthday party. And you know what? I'm not going. And I said, well, you know, from what I recall, Yolanda was not good to you. Um, so I, I suppose I can't blame you. No. Uh, you, you know my side of the story. But yes. my daughters, I think, as much as I've repeated that side of the story, uh, they uh, don't get it. I don't know why, you know, the, the emotion, emo, their emotions or something get all involved in mom's birthday and all this stuff. And they wanted me to come over there and, um, you know, celebrate her birthday, right? We've often talked, Nick, about how we as the parents who raised the children <coughs> don't feel like we get near the respect and admiration as the other parent does. Right, I, yeah, absolutely true. Okay, so they are almost they have they, uh, now that she's has died or passed away, they have an idealized person, a mom, uh, you know, idealized mom. Okay. Yes. And you can but never my with that. but <laughs> no, but no, I had to tell my daughters, both of them actually, Hazel and Luna. I had to tell them. I said, you know. We were married for 11 years, and we got married in, here in the States, but we spent, after that, three years in Italy, and um, where you guys were born, okay, and we lived in an apartment in Italy with her father, her mother, the dog, two parakeets, her brother, and her sister in a one-bedroom apartment. Okay. Oh, uh, what? I slept in the corridor, okay, in the hallway. Holy right? cow. Pino, my son, my brother-in-law, slept in the office, way down, you know. Uh, all three women, the mom, and your my wife, oh. and her sister slept in the main, main bedroom. Oh, this is before the girls. Right, before, yeah. And Where her, fa her father slept in the dining room. And a roll-up you know, cot. That's so foreign to me. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a place where there were no laundry machines. You, you wa Her mother washed the clothes by hand in the bathtub. Oh, my gosh. And she hung them out. You know, it was an apartment building, a large apartment building. So you imagine Italy, you know, where, where they're hanging the... the, the <laughs> Or Brooklyn, New York, where they're hanging the washout on the outside or the window. Or Thornton, Colorado, or where in, my mom in, would put in, them yeah. on the yard on the line. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that's, different. That's You're what, in apartment yeah. buildings. Were they apartment I, I, buildings or homes? They were apartment buildings. It was okay. a huge apartment building. Okay. So you had. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And that's where we lived. Okay, that's how we lived for three years. Okay, was she good to you then? Um, she was good to me then. You know, okay. I mean, it was not, and. So anyway, we ultimately uh, she had, she had Luna there. Okay, Luna was. Where did you fornicate? Obviously not when you were in the hallway and she was in with her mother and sister. Uh, we did so during the day. 
Um, when, you know. You had to have. You couldn't yeah. have at the home. Yeah, because Hazel was, you know, uh, uh, came created, along. Created, yeah. She was created. And Luna, you know, was created. Um, All within a year? Uh, 16 months. They're 16 months apart. Okay. Okay. So all right, so I I was working I was working miscellaneous jobs. I you know I was working for a plumber who was building a condo out in the country outside of Rome, and I had this guy, this old fart who was a mason, who whose name was Romeo, and uh, <laughs> you know I was working with him, and every day we would buy a liter two liters of wine, and we would get a mortadella sandwich. And, and, and we'd go off to the work site and we'd like work all morning and then we'd like sit down and we'd like eat our mortadella sandwich and we'd drink the wine and we'd like take a nap for an hour, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, and, and um, go back to our, our, our building this condo, right? Okay. okay. I was doing that and I got, what did I get? Ten, I, no, I got 10,000 lira a day. Okay. 500 lira was $1. All right, so one thousand lira was two dollars. Ten thousand dollars, ten thousand lira was twenty bucks. Okay, so I got twenty bucks a day, and I'd come home and I'd give it to my mother-in-law because she bought food, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, rent. Rent. I mean, whatever, you know. You turned I, over your whole paycheck. I turned over my whole paycheck to her, you know. There's no way I could save, you know, and because that, I was right. eating, I was living there, you know, I mean, that, here, here, girl, you know, you can have this, you know, every day, okay? There's a lot of backstory for the emotion I walked in on yesterday in your response. I wish I could capture that, but I'll let you... All right, so anyway, that is a lot of backstory. I, I, I hear you. Ultimately, we came to America... Ultimately, we lived in a really tiny town in Wisconsin. Okay. okay. And Packers. Um, yeah, go Packers, whatever, <laughs> you know. But we're talking 2,000 people in this town, okay? Okay. Cross Plains, Wisconsin. Okay? okay. My parents lived nearby. They lived in Middleton, Wisconsin. So, and my grandfather rented me a house. Oh, in Cross Plains, Wisconsin, and I worked at his bakery. Okay. That sounds like a decent hookup. All right, so I had a hookup. I, you know, I was good. You yeah. know, so we had the two babies, and we had her, and we. Uh, all right, so. So what was life like? We were already. This was uh, this was already three years into the into, into the marriage. We got married in seventy four. This was in seventy three, seventy seven. Okay, okay, and you now three years later have two babies. We have two babies, and we're living in this small town. Was she working? Was, no. Oh, well, she did get a job with Head Start as an assistant oh. to the teacher. Like, okay? like yeah. children ultimately, preschool? Yeah, ultimately, uh, over the course of years, she got her Ph.D. And she, uh, in education, and she, you know, was still working with Head Start, okay? Okay. You know, she did, okay. But anyway, at that time, that's what she did, Okay. What All was, right. What was life like at home? At home, uh, you know, I was. Uh, we were living in Cross Plains, Wisconsin, in my grandfather's house. When did the plates begin to fly? Uh, home, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I worked at the bakery with my, you know, with my grandfather. I was delivering bread, but I was also in the afternoon making bread. So I had to get up at 
5 in the morning oh, to yeah. deliver the bread, to load my truck, go deliver the bread, come back at noon, and then at 3 o'clock, three o'clock, go make bread for the next day. Okay. And donuts and everything else, you know. So, but she was very insecure and very paranoid. I mean, every, I mean. But she was beautiful. Of course she was, but, but. Beautiful, long, brunette hair. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, she was Italian beautiful. Right. Bone structure. But she was so insecure. Okay. I remember, I mean, every single woman that uh, we might, let's say a couple, we had we had friendship with a couple or something like that, she would accuse me of wanting to fuck the wife, okay? Oh, so like after you uh, left their presence? Yeah, right, right. Like, or, or if, oh, uh, but to the point you. where on TV, if if there were like a shampoo commercial, right? Yeah. Um, you know, don't, don't hate me if I, because I'm beautiful. beautiful. She would be coming out into the living room while I'm watching that and say, oh, you just want to fuck her. I know you do, you know. And she's like serious, mad. Serious. I mean, serious. Accusations. Yeah. Insecurity. Yeah. This went on for, all right, many years. Okay. We we moved from Cross Plains. We moved to. Was she like that in Italy? Um. Before no, the no, no, she wasn't. No. Could it have been some emos- some hormonal change after having the children? No, I, I think in Italy... Prolonged? She, um, well, it's a very complex situation because in Italy, <coughs> she had uh, a 50-year-old guy and she was 21, okay? She had a 50-year-old guy named Sandro, okay? Who was a, a a pretty? He was a, a major artist for the film film industry. He, okay? he he did all the all the um, uh, billboards, you know, with the with the up and coming movies, you know. Oh. He painted all those. Okay. Painted. Well, he did them so that they could put them up there. You know, I don't okay. know what he did. You know. Okay. Anyway, he was rich and famous and everything, and he was fucking her. All right. Before, Before you. Before me. Oh, okay. All right? When she left Italy, uh, she left everything behind. All right? Did she stop fucking him? Um, she did, but I think she always had that, uh, you know, desire, you know? Okay. I mean, ultimately... Somebody affluent, rich and affluent wants uh, me. Yeah, wants me. And, and, you know, I, I mean, she has a history of... Uh, Sexual abuse from her father. So this was an older man. And so, you know, you got this going on. Okay. And we've got the insecurity, which ultimately evolves into almost a, almost a, a paranoid personality disorder. Well, yes, like I mean, you know, where you're, I mean, come on. You're, you're jealous of a, a, a perfume commercial or a shampoo commercial? I had a sister you know? who was like yeah, that. Yeah. She was jealous of the checkout girl. Yeah. Like exactly. My, my brother-in-law I couldn't s- I couldn't go shopping with her because she would she think I would want to fuck this checkout girl. My you brother-in-law know? would stand in a line of 50 people behind a 75-year-old man at the check register and refuse to go to the line where there's two people with the hot little cash register chick because my sister would freak. Yeah. So we would stand in that, yeah, that line. Yeah, that's how that's how Yolanda was. That's how wow. she was. That's amazing. That's all right. So this sad. went on for ten years. Ooh. Okay. And you you've told me that she was Italian, so she had a hot temper. 
What does that equal? All right, well, hot temper was, you know, when I would deny that I'm not interested in the in the girl on TV. I mean, we get into a fight, and all of a sudden, she'd start throwing knives oh. and plates and dishes and, you know, all kinds of shit at me. Trying to get you to confess you know, to your... Yeah, you know, one <laughs> time. Lusting. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're crazy. I'm going, what are you talking about? You know, so front... I was, what, 22, 3, 4 oh, years old? Oh, God, my kids age. You know? Yeah. And I'm thinking, and what do you do with that madness uh, well, at that age? I, 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 I fucking clocked her. What? I punched her. I don't know if you can say that. That was the only time I've ever hit a woman. This was following a shampoo. She was throwing or? knives at me. Well, I under, I no, I, I understand that you need to make that stop. And, and I punched her in the fucking face. Were your kids there? No. Well, they were in the other room. <laughs> So what did you do? Just no, I punched her? her. No, I punched her in the fucking face, and I left. I left the house. Oh, whoa! So right. you left two children with an unconscious woman. <laughs> she was not unconscious. Oh, okay. <coughs> okay, and you didn't get a knife in the back of the head as you left. So no, that's a good no, thing. No, that's a good thing. Yeah. But how long did? Wow, but that happens. I mean, all right, that was just that was months after we came over from Italy. Just we, months? Yeah. That was how she that was. That was the beginning of That was the beginning. We then moved to another place and then to another place. I mean, this went on for 10 years. So no matter where you lived, that paranoia Yeah, she it. was the same person until she finally became a Jehovah's Witness, went around to door-to-door -door preaching her Jehovah's Witness stuff, and then met a Jesus freak and, and fucked him. Okay, wait. Let's bag this train up a little bit. So, how did she become Jehovah's Witness? Oh, she she met some uh, some. Uh, she was working at Head Start. She met some. Uh, there were some uh, African American women who were into Jehovah's Witnesses, also involved in Head Start, and they invited her to the uh, you know temple whatever or it is. whatever it is, and uh, she got into it. Okay, so she just did. She try to bring you along on her. Jehovah's? No, she didn't. Not at all. Well, she talked about it, but uh, but I said, no. <laughs> oh, okay. So she maybe did invite yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah. But no, I'm not I'm not all over that shit. No Christmas, no birthdays, no, uh, you know. No um, holidays, no, no holidays, celebrating no of nothing. anything. No. And and there's no. only a certain number of people that go to heaven in the Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, Witnesses. right. You got, it's like 47,000 yeah, or, 47, or anyone. Yeah, 47,000. All right. Yeah, right. Ridiculous. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. So... So she got super into that. Yeah. And while she was while doing she was preaching, their duties, they they require that of their yeah, members. Preach you door have to, to door. go out and spread the word. Yeah. She ran into a Christian. Uh, 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 a Christian guy, a Jesus. Or a Jesus, evangelical. A Jesus guy, evangelical Christian, Jesus freak. We used to call him. And they got into and a. And they hot got into a hot discussion, debate. and then she fucked him or slept with him. I can understand <coughs> why that kind of debate. That you feel passionate about, that someone also feels passionate about, I can understand how that can become passionate. Becomes, yeah, and, and so she she started. She came home and told me. She came home and told and me that she fucked him. Did she, she was she on her him. hands and knees and asking for forgiveness? No, she wasn't. She told me that's where it's at. I was actually amazed. She told me that's where it's at. She told me that's what I did, and, and so I I want to see him again. And you, whoa. And I was like, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know how my mouth dropped right? open. All right. What? I mean, wait a second. I mean, what? what's going on with our marriage, you know? Yeah, I mean, what about this woman? Yeah. What did yeah. she say? And she said, well, you know, I, I, I want to go there. I want to fuck him again. Yeah. I went to, I, I, you know, my, my boss is, uh, you know, I, I knew a lawyer, so I went to talk to a lawyer. Okay. Okay. All right, we're going to hold on for just a second. Sorry for the break there, folks. I do hope this is going well. I have not recorded in a while. Um, much has gone on, much has been left unsaid, but some things are better left that way, I believe. So... Nick will be back here shortly. Um, talk about Nick going to see a lawyer <laughs> after he finds out that Yolanda is cheating on him. Um, I suppose in the movies, maybe that's the most common thing to do when you find out someone's cheating, but I guess maybe I've just lived a little more primal. And finding out someone cheats on me does not get me running to a lawyer. It definitely gets me thinking in other ways. I don't know. Revenge is the first thing that comes to mind. But most definitely outing the person is my biggest desire if I find out someone cheats on me. First of all, I've got to verify that shit's true. And I've got to make sure that both him and the person he's cheating on me with both know that they're fools for doing so. Um, but that's just a side piece from Jody. so hold on, Nick will be right back. Okay, so sorry for that side note, but we're back, and Nick is here, and Nick has just gone to see his lawyer after finding out that Yolanda uh, wants to continue to sleep with the guy she cheated on him with. So, she wasn't willing to, you know, initially she she um, told me she, she was willing to um, give up this, okay? She, oh. did, she did say something like that. I said, well, let's go to couples kit therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was your suggestion? That was my suggestion, because I was a hippie. And so... You're also uh, a therapist. I'm also a therapist. Doesn't that do so much with being a hippie? Well, All right. Whatever. But then when it came time to go to therapy, therapy, I was the only one who, who would go. She refused to go. It sounds like a movie. And here I am in like a men's circle, right? A, a man therapy, right? <laughs> and I'm saying, this is what happened. This is what I'm dealing with. And all the guys are going like, divorce that bitch. Right? <laughs> right? Well, yeah, okay. All right. Maybe that's why we need support groups. <laughs> Help you pull your balls together. Yeah, yeah, grow some balls, you know? Uh, Shit. Divorce the bitch, you know? <laughs> Maybe that would help my son. And the um, therapist is all going, well, maybe you should go try a couple therapy and maybe you, know, you can work it out. You know, you know. And I'm saying, uh-uh, no. And neither, all the, the men in the, the class bitches, too. The bitch is fucking a Jesus freak. And, and I'm, you know, I've got and two, I'm, I've got, I've got, I'm watching babies, right? And <clears throat> so I went to my uh, lawyer friend, Bill, and Bill said he could do this for 500 bucks, right? 
And at the time, I was making like $23,000 a year. I mean, 500 bucks is like a lot of fucking money. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, you know, like five months rent or some shit, you know? But you wanted it over, like... Yeah, I mean, this is shit, you know, this sucks. All right, so we got the divorce. We went through him, we got a divorce. She was but, willing and... Yeah. Okay, didn't fight but, you. But she's still living at my house. Why? Because she can't afford to go anywhere. She's working for Head Start. She doesn't have enough money to fucking for a pot to piss in. Okay. Okay. All right. So she needs a we need a, a one month advance, you know, on the rent, and then you. They usually first uh, and last uh, month. And the rent was like two hundred and twenty-five dollars a month or some shit. No, no, not no, not. And you were you were renting a you were trying to get her a place where she could live where she could also. Have the children, mm-hmm. right? So you were doing right. all of this. Right. And she couldn't afford it, but she needed at least a two-bedroom apartment, right? All yeah. right. So then, finally, I'm saving money, right? And I'm saving money to get her ass out of my house, right? Because I'm sleeping on the couch, all right? Right. And she's there and going out all night, every night, right? Oh, God. You know, and coming home at 6 in the morning. So well, she's basically divorced, but living the truth. Yeah, right, exactly. Ah, right. That's kind of painful. All right, so I had to save enough money to get her out of the house, <laughs> which I did, all right? And I had to get, you know, she had nothing. She had no curtains. I had to buy curtains. I had Curtains? Uh, yeah, curtains and, bed, you know, bedding, you know. Curtains. 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 Okay. And... So that took like an entire year for you to do. It took a year, yeah. It took a year for me to do How that. How many months of rent did you pay for her? No, I, I paid the upfront, and that's all I did. And that was it? That oh. was it, yeah. And I put curtains on, I, I bought her sheets and uh, bedding. And over know. time you said she abandoned the girls? Well, she was supposed to have the kids on, on the weekends. Okay. And... You know, I had Monday, I had, uh, I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday off for my baking job, because I made wedding cakes on the weekend. And so, she had them on the weekends, okay? And, uh, you know, I was working on the weekends, I couldn't do it. So, she would go out when she had the kids, she would go out on Sat Friday night, Saturday night, and maybe stay home on Sunday, okay? Okay. And the kids were left to watch, you know, like, Freddy movies, okay? Freddy. You know, the, the chopper, the, the slasher uh, yeah. movies, right? Yeah. Uh, and they, they still reminisce about how cool that was, you know? Oh! Like, uh, <laughs> and they were how old? They were like uh, nine and eight. All right. That's not even a legal age to leave your kids home alone. Maybe back but then it she was. Did. She, she started dating only black guys. Oh, Nick, you turned her black. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she only started dating black guys. That's interesting. And so musicians. And, Were yeah. there not black guys in Italy? No. Oh. Not at that time. No. Okay. So this was a new. This a new thing for her. A new. Uh, and black guys treat their women sometimes differently, okay? What does that mean? Good know. or bad? I don't know. Well, you mean something by saying that. What do you mean? 
Differently from right, you, my, how? My Just differently from right, you, no. how? Black women and black guys okay. have a different relationship, type of relationship than white women and white guys, okay? Alright, I feel only safe continuing with this podcast if you simply compare the way you treated a woman compared to how you believe right. her black boyfriend treated All her. Alright, so I think that she liked to be treated rough. Ouch. I don't know if this is going to be a good podcast. Okay. I, I particularly... No, she found men, whether they were black or white, who treated her rough. Okay, so she enjoyed that... Yeah. Particular aspect of yeah. her relationship. She yeah. liked to be treated like shit. Yeah. Which a lot of women will say is common. It does, has nothing to do with black or white. No, it just, I don't think it, it has does. Everything to do with that's what she likes. That particular temperament. Right. Thank you. I feel much right. better. About All that. right. So. <laughs> and she would be gone. I mean, she wasn't spending time with her children. It doesn't sound no. like it. No. I mean, she was making sure they were set up with some scary movies. Yeah, that were and they had pizza or macaroni and cheese or whatever they had, you know. And they enjoyed those times, you hear. Well, they reminisce about those times oh romantically, God. you know, about how wonderful that was. But, you know, if we had done that same thing to them, we would be punished for abandoning them. I know, oh, them. Yeah, yeah. They forget about how all dare about... We? They, all, they forget all about the fishing You let me watch movies that were for 14-year-olds. I know, yeah. Oh, my God, you know, you know. Okay, maybe that was All an over-dramatization right, so anyway, on my the part. The whole purpose of this discussion was why I didn't want to celebrate her birthday. Right. Okay? Right. And this woman, I felt, I allowed her to torture me. Right. For ten, ten years. years. And you only stopped when you found out she cheated. Yeah, that like was, that was my Like, your understanding yeah. of this marriage was, yeah. you are mine, I am yours, no matter how batshit yeah. crazy you are, right. you are mine to take care of. Right. And I own that, and I will do so. No matter how abusive she was emotionally to me. Or, or, or anything else. Negative I mean, to the children. I had, I had my, my threshold, and that was, alright, you went and fucked somebody else, okay? That's my threshold. But and the we abuse, all have thresholds. The, but... The abuse should have been my threshold. It should have been. But for so many of us, it's not. I know. We put up with it. We do. It's and that and that that's that should be enough. That should be your threshold. What the abuse? The abuse, absolutely. Well, well come on. I Every mean, religion in the world. I can't tell you how fucking fucked up that was. To listen to her every single day, being Ooh. jealous of the who or whatever, you know, I mean, on the TV or whatever, you know? It's unreal. Even somebody walking down the street. <coughs> I couldn't go to the supermarket with her, you know, without her being jealous of some, you know, soccer mom who's like in the supermarket. You know what I mean? It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> I can't tell you how horrible it was. For 10 years. That's like a decade. Of my life. Yeah. And, and, and you're supposed to go celebrate her birthday? No, it should have been enough, right? Right. To, to, to divorce her. But I didn't divorce her until she cheated on me. Right. And then my daughters went, oh, come on, Dad, let's celebrate her birthday. No. 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 Thanks, but no thanks. No. <laughs> she died. Okay, sorry. No. No. 
But then... I'm, I'm like, thank you, God. No, Nick, easy. Oh, come on. All right, well, maybe you were. <coughs> I, I didn't live your experience. No, she was a crazy-ass, abusive bitch. Okay? To me. She wounded me. She scarred me. And you have every reason to not want to participate in that no, type of ceremony. No, no birthday. No birthday. No. <laughs> no happy birthday, Yolanda. You know, I mean, no. Fuck you. No. And and when we were talking about it, you, your first question to me was, "Well, do you celebrate their birthdays?" And I said, "Whose?" And you said, "The loves you've lost, the men in your life that you love that you've lost." And you brought up Darren who I, I did love, who was a doctor, who was amazing, who was unfortunately at some point in his life addicted to pills, and then later became an alcoholic. And this poor man, I personally believe he was taken out. But that's a longer story that I will have another podcast about. But the medical examiner's report, which I didn't find out until later, was that You think he, he was murdered? I do. He took on... A insurance company for fraud against the federal government. He took them on. He was a spy. He was a uh, kind of an undercover. He was a what do they call it when you when you tell you're a not tattletale but uh, whistleblower. A witness, a whistleblower. He was a whistleblower. Okay, and he fought these guys for three years. They were defrauding the federal government out of all kinds of money. Doing fraudulent claims, doing double billing, doing... Right, so some kind of mafia organization? It wasn't mafia. It was just well, a big corporation right. in America, in Florida, that was defrauding Medicare patients. And he blew the whistle. And they kept him from getting jobs for the next three years. Um, he eventually, according to the medical examiner's report, hit his head. And because no one was there with him, he bled out and died. And you asked me if I celebrated his birthday. And quite honestly, to this day, if my memory is correct, I think his birthday is January 16th. But I'm not 100% sure. And no, I never celebrated oh, Darren's birthday. That's today. Happy birthday, Darren Sewell. You were amazing. You touched my life. I love you. And you left this earth way too soon. Amen. Amen. Now, the next person that I lost was Byron. I lost him nine months later. He died of an overdose. He was 28 years old. Your uh, relationship? We were in a relationship for two years. And He's 28 and you're 40? I was, <laughs> yes, I was older than him, Nick. Okay, but... Uh, 20 years? No. No, Nick. Oh, he was 28. I was 39. I was 11 years older than him. Okay. He OD'd. I know when his birthday was because we celebrated it every year. In fact, we had celebrated it the year before by going up to Blackhawk. He gave me money. We both gambled. I won $400, and I took us both on four-wheelers for his birthday up in um, Idaho Springs. It was amazing. It was great. And then nine months later, he died. And did I remember his birthday every year? Yes, I did. When is it? It is August 28th. Okay. And I would go down to his gravesite and see him for the first two years. A couple years after that, I didn't remember every day on time, but either his mother would remind me or Facebook or something.
But I didn't go out to celebrate his birthday, okay? But we did find, unbeknownst to yourself, a birthday that you do celebrate every year, honoring someone that you loved that is not Yolanda. Well, yeah, Ellen. Yeah. Ellen was the greatest love of my life. She died of cancer five years ago. Um, every year on March 19th, we celebrate her birthday. The day after my dad's birthday, after my parents' anniversary. Yeah. And I don't even know why I My sister's. That, Not my dad's, my it, sister's. It's just, it, it's just sister's. kind of like a um, um, something we need to do. You know, it's not... It's not even a tradition, I don't know, but it's something we need to do. It's like we go, happy birthday, Ellen, and she's in heaven. Yeah. And I It's don't a know. celebration of, of her life and death, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. Or just a celebration of her soul? She died on March 28th. That was, what, uh, 12, 12 days after, or 11 days after. Her, her own birthday. birthday. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I celebrate Ellen because she was the greatest love of my life. Five years ago, she died. And, um... And that is one birthday that you honor. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should honor all the... As we get older, maybe we are going to honor um, more and more people who well, die. Of course we will. Because as we get you know? older, we lose more and more. And so... But it doesn't mean you have to honor everybody. Well, I don't get close to that many people. But I, I just mean specifically to Yolanda. There are particular well, people Well, she, she died last year and uh, tomorrow, actually, one year ago, tomorrow. Yeah. But and she may never be a birthday that you celebrate. No, she was say. not. She was, he, you know, my uh, criteria for a relationship or marriage Yikes. is please be nice to me. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's every man's plea. Well, yeah. It's, it's probably every human's please plea. Be, please I be hear nice it from me. a lot of men. You sound just like my alcoholic. And that is... Just be nice to me. That's all I want. Just be nice to me. Well, you know what? Don't be a fucking dick. And I can be nice to you. But when you're a dick, I'm going to be a bitch. God, believe me. I will. So you say that's a well, simple well, plea. All right, all right. So, so I don't know what represents being a dick. <laughs> Anything that's not nice, like you can't. Not. But why would I not be nice to you if you were nice to me? I guess I was. I was relating more back to my alcoholic. Well, because that was a situation where I was in a relationship. You and I are not in a relationship. No, no, no. no. So it's not comparable. But when I heard that plea from him, it was like, honey, I will be nice to you. Just don't be batshit crazy with me. Like, I don't want to not be nice to you. I want to be nice to you. But when you come at me with this, like your ex-wife probably did with you. When you come at me with this nonsense, how am I supposed to be nice to you? I have to treat you as hostile as you're being. Right? You can't be nice to her when she's accusing you of sleeping with shampoo ladies. It's like, ugh. Yeah. I want to be nice to you, but you're being irrational. Yeah, I, I could not be nice to Yolanda because she was so crazy and so off the planet. Uh, I, so I, if I, she had come to you at night and just been like, Nick, just be nice to me. 
How would I? No. You can't. No. You, you can't. You're a crazy bitch. I was just saying, you know, I, I don't want to do that. I, I Thank you for the validation. Nice. I, I cannot that. be nice to you because you're a crazy bitch. Yeah. And there are some people that you just, there is a basic common need to be treated nicely. Well, that is what we all want. But Ellen, we, Ellen was nice to me. And I was nice to her. And that's and, how it should be. And we enjoyed um, three years of, you know, really being nice to each other. Okay? And she died. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I know it's not funny, but it's just like par for the fucking course. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. Par for the course. Here we are. I don't think it's par for the course, Nick. Actually, I think that you were very blessed to have what you had. Yeah, I was that wasn't lucky. par was, for the course. You didn't no, get treated like I was, that. I was lucky, you know. You were I super had, lucky. I had that, you know. You were lucky and super. And, and you super were lucky with some of the loves you had, you know. <laughs> All right. Right. I was lucky to experience that. Yes. I I don't know that I necessarily made anyone's life better. Like you did, like you, you not only got to be there for those wonderful, you know, three years of the back and forth exchange, but you time and time again proved your love and dedication throughout taking care of her all the way up until, until she her died. death. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I can't say that I've ever been able to give anything like that. Oh, that was not a lot of fun, but yeah. No, but it, <laughs> but it was amazing and... Yeah. Unequivocal I mean, in changing, changing diapers and, and doing well, showering her off. Showering her and I mean taking care of her. Dealing with her when she felt like her body was on yeah, fire following yeah, her first right. round of chemo. I yeah, mean Right. It was tough. But you know But you know what? You know what? I have PTSD because of that. <laughs> you know? I I will not connect deeply with another woman uh, in part because of that experience which is completely understandable uh, because I don't want to bring that into my life nor do I want her to have to put up with whatever may happen to me okay uh, because having had experienced that it's so demeaning and so you know for her Ellen was a vibrant wonderful ex you know woman who was Vivacious. full of energy, energy and everything else. And to have her so disabled, uh, you know, dependent. was dependent. It killed her, uh, you know. Well, I can't imagine. That. I mean, to the very last day of her life, she was so dependent. and I mean, she couldn't even take a sh go to the bathroom by herself, you know. Mm -hmm. And she would, well, hadn't eaten in 27 days. She, uh, you know, I mean... Was that on purpose? Yeah, I think so. 27 days is a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think she, I think she, she did not, she couldn't shit by herself. So, if you eat, you have to shit. Uh, you know, and she was so embarrassed and so shamed by the fact that she had to be taken care of to that extent with a diaper and everything else. And, you know, uh, she just... Shut down. She was waiting to die. She wanted to die. She wanted it to be done. Because it's not going to, you know, this is not going to get better. Not going to get better. This is terminal. I want to die now is basically what I think she got into that mindset. Mm -hmm. 
and and I and and so yeah yeah she, she it was hard um uh to watch her go through that yeah i can only can only imagine yeah. we're gonna pause on this i believe and we'll end shortly after so just bear with me folks okay and we're back and nick is pulling me back into this and he wanted to turn back to the point of the whole discussion, which was? Well, it was uh, my daughters being upset because I did not go to their mother's <laughs> birthday No, actually party. it was about, do we celebrate birthdays of those who do passed? Do we celebrate birthdays of those who passed? I guess you're still upset that your daughters were upset. I, of course I am. Well, if they bother to listen to this podcast, maybe... <laughs> no, I, I, Nick, I absolutely... No, I, I think they understand. I absolutely have no hope that they will understand. Oh, well. I have none. Knowing my own children, knowing their views of their father compared to views of me, there is never any way that I can touch the glory that their father is. Nor do I think you can touch the glory that Yolanda is. Well, they've placed her on a pedestal. Yes. And, and she's now... I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that too. But I'm just saying I don't expect no. them to come around. But... And it was good to process this because I don't think you could process it with them as well. No. And and if they ever truly want to know your reasoning behind it... They can listen to this. Absolutely. They have no clue how difficult it was to be with No, they mother. don't. And they don't want to see that. As children, you don't... Yeah. You really don't want to know, I don't think. And, you know, the, what, what disturbs me the most is this was my choice for the most part. What do you mean? I chose to stay with us year after year. Oh, you mean the 10, year, 11 yeah, years yeah, you were yeah, with yeah, her? Yeah, the 11 years. I chose that. Yeah. I I had this... Because um, it felt like what you're supposed to do in a marriage, right? You work with no, this... No, that's what the culture told me This is my is crazy the, for the rest yeah, of my the, life. Yeah, this is, yeah, whatever. Yeah. For the, as long that's as our children I was, live... I was trained to think that way. By our culture. Yeah, well, by society. And it's that yeah. is, you marry till death do you part. Right, exactly. Not till you sleep with the next right. black guy that yeah, exactly. toots your horn. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no, you know, I never, you know, in the 11 years, I never cheated on her. I never went, <laughs> never went outside the marriage. Do you suppose maybe that's why you went so crazy with your next marriages? Maybe, yeah. I never really thought of that aspect. Like, well, that's true. You know, you had a lot of years to regain. I, 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 like I said, you know, I'm thinking my concept of marriage clearly is fucked up. <laughs> All right? So, hey, and let's try this one. So, I'll get married again, which I did. And then I fucking went to town. I had a lover, I had several lovers, I, I, you know, I was, you know, I was doing all kinds of stuff. Which I regret now, but given my life experience, I have no faith in marriage. And in the end, she said, I want to be a Buddhist. I'm divorcing you. So ultimately, those whole seven years, six and a half years, or whatever it was with her, raising her children, right? <laughs> were for not. Were for not. Because that wasn't forever either. Except you kind of knew that going in. 
No, you don't bleed it at first. You need another hammer, okay? Uh, that's probably true for you know, life, yeah. We never learn the first, yeah, second, or yeah. third time. First time around, you don't, you, all right. So now I'm going into this again, it's another forever thing, right? And she becomes a fucking llama, all right? Buddhist llama. Buddhist llama. Right. Mm. What do you want, blue? I gave you lots of food. Maybe we should close it out for tonight, okay? We should close it out for tonight. This was a wonderful podcast. Thank you yeah. for recording with yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's some deep stuff I hadn't processed in a long time. And I, it, you know... It I love it when you process on my podcast. It helps me, <laughs> it helps me understand my daughters better, you know? Well, and, and if they want to take the time, it will help them understand you better. Yeah, hopefully. You know? Hopefully. So my, this li was... my, my life has been very complex, and... With a lot As of all of theirs are. Like, it's yeah. like, you kind of wonder when that person breaks out and understands that their life is not the only difficult one. Mm -hmm. That was very arrogant of me. I didn't mean it to sound that way. No, it wasn't. Come on. <laughs> it felt that way. All right, let's, let's close it out. We're uh, wrapping this up. Good night. Yeah, Nick, he's so not professional. This is Jaden. I'm Jody. This is Nick. This is Nick. I'm Nick. We appreciate you listening. Please listen again. Thanks for joining us.